Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. The Supreme Court declines to review the Sandra Merritt case involving Planned Parenthood. We're going to be talking about this and what's next on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, Matt, I must admit, when we saw the order list come across from the Supreme Court and saw not only Sandra's case, but all the others regarding Planned Parenthood, I think we were all in shock for at least a few moments. Yeah, it was certainly disappointing. We had the case of Sandra Merritt versus Planned Parenthood Federation of America. The high court denied review with no comment. They don't give any comment on this particular situation. They just either take mm -hmm. a case or they don't take a case or they reset it for another conference. I was anticipating that they would reset this for mm -hmm. another conference because of its significant issues that not only come before us on this case, but the implications for First Amendment and journalistic activities across the board on every subject matter. Right, and you have to have four justices to vote to take a case, and so that just, it's really shocking to me that there weren't four justices that wanted to take this case. Well, you never know. You could have four justices that would be willing to take a case, but they don't vote to take the case because as they're thinking down the road, uh, where the other justices might be, uh, the other five, they may not be able to count uh, assuredly the fifth vote. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm sure that that's some of the considerations that go into these justices. If they have a position or a strong position or they have a leaning in one particular way on a certain case, uh, they may want to take it, but they may not want to take it right then because they can't count a fifth vote. Now, obviously, you don't know how the court's yeah. ultimately going to vote, but you have a general idea which way they might be leaning based upon their judicial philosophy. In this particular case, though— This is a free speech issue, though. Yeah, you had uh, Sandra Merritt uh, against Planned Parenthood. You had uh, Troy Newman. So you had several petitions. You had mm -hmm. Merritt, Newman— Romberg, Center for Medical Progna Progress against the National Abortion Federation, and Cooley versus National Abortion Federation. So you had those cases. They were all denied review. Uh, one of those uh, cases, uh, Sandra Merritt, was like the one involving Newman and Romberg in the sense that they were cases where Planned Parenthood filed suit and Planned Parenthood um, obtained a $2 million judgment below. And on top of that, the court awarded about $14 million, staggering number mm -hmm. for attorney's fees. Fourteen this million. Is, this is Planned Parenthood, the, the, the organization that's doing the criminal activity, yet the book was thrown at Sandra Merritt and David Daleiden for revealing it. Well, you, you have the issue of uh, the activity that Planned Parenthood and the abortion uh, organ procurement companies were engaged in. And obviously, Sandra suspected that what was happening between these abortion clinics and these organ procurement companies was criminal or 
was something that likely was criminal. And with that belief, you clearly have an idea uh, and a basis to record. But moreover, the law in California allowed them to record if they did it in places where there was no expectation of confidentiality. Mm -hmm. So if you did it in somebody's home uh, or you did it in their office and they shut the door and it's just you and that other person, there's obviously an expectation of privacy there. But when you do these recordings in restaurants or at large convention centers and there's lots of people coming and going and you have all this conversation that takes place and they don't really care if somebody overhears there's no expectation of privacy so they did these recordings they did their research they did the recordings very similar to the abc's 2020 which is kind of like a 60 minutes program mm -hmm. a news investigative journalism program did back in 2010 in 2010 abc's 2020 did an investigation using very similar tactics sitting down at a lunch or a dinner with someone who's like an abortion doctor in the Washington, D.C. area, had a hidden camera, having conversations across the table, and that doctor was talking to them about uh, abortion and procuring baby body parts and selling them for sale and how profitable it was. And 2020 did an investigative journalistic story on that. So this is very concerning, Matt, how this is going to have an effect on those people, such as Sandra and David and others, that use this technique to reveal criminal activity. Is this going to stifle what they're doing to inform the public of what's happening? Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be criminal activity just to do investigations. You know, just because uh, an investigator is doing something doesn't mean that it's criminal that they're investigating. It could be something that is Like James O'Keefe, for example, when he did the Pfizer interview and they went undercover with that right. guy and he was revealing what Pfizer was really doing with the shots and promoting those and all that. I mean, right. that was very telling. James O'Keefe does this all the time. And now James O'Keefe is encouraging others to mm -hmm. do the same kind of thing. And right. he's providing them with hidden cameras and they go talk to individuals and they get their statements. The thing about this case that's the problem is you have the typical defamation where you defame somebody. To defame somebody, you have to at least have two aspects. One, you make false statements that are false, and two, those statements cause damage to the person uh, that you're referring to. So the statements are false, and the person has some kind of financial damages. And if you're a public figure, like Planned Parenthood, the hurdle to have a defamation successful um, is higher because a public figure is more like expected to have thick skin. They put themselves out in the public. If you have somebody who's like private, they just never go out in the media, they're never quoted, it's a lower standard, but they still have the same thing. You have to make a false statement. If it's a public figure, you still have to make a false statement, but the criteria is a little bit higher in order to get defamation. In other words, for Planned Parenthood to file suit against Sandra to get defamation, since they are a public figure, they'd have to show that she made false statements, that she knew that the statements were false, and she did it anyway because she had a callous, reckless disregard of the truth, and she wanted to cause harm to them. 
Wait, wait, we talk about harm to them. They're talking about their the reputation damaged. I mean, well, this that, organization the, that does abortions and sells the baby body parts, they're worried about the reputation? It, well, that, that's <laughs> Well, on. yeah, that, and that's part number 2. So part number 1 is did she cause did she say anything false? No. Because what she did was she just recorded what they said and released the videos of what mm-hmm. they said. So mm-hmm. there's no false statements. Truth is always a defense to defamation. And here, if they allege defamation, there is nothing false that was said. It's not right. what she said. It's what they themselves said. So right. number one, you wouldn't even get a false statement. But even if you had a false statement, damages, how would they be injured in their damages? Well, Planned Parenthood argues that their damages was because they had to increase the level of screening and security at future conferences so that they would be able to find out people who really were basically on their side or people that were registering for their conferences that really wanted to just be there and collect information. Hmm. So that's their damages because they went out and they increased the screening and they increased security so that they would be able to stop people like Sandra and others from coming in that they didn't want to come to their conferences. The problem here is is that the lower court allowed that to go through, Hmm. bypassing defamation, then setting aside the First Amendment as a defense, and essentially saying, since you committed fraud by misrepresenting who you are, uh, therefore there's damages and there's no First Amendment defense. That's a way to get around the First Amendment defamation standard. And the defamation standard is a high standard for a good reason, because you want to protect journalism. In this particular case, somebody like, say, James O'Keefe could say something that's specifically true, but if someone said, but you know what, if I knew that you were James O'Keefe, I wouldn't have talked to you. Or if I knew you were somebody else, I wouldn't have talked to you. And consequently, since I talked to you, you committed fraud because I didn't know who you were. That's the implication of this case. Well, pray for Sandra because uh, now that the Supreme Court has decided not to hear the case, that means that this multi-million dollar judgment stands. It is a travesty of justice. Uh, we'll continue to do... Um, the case with regards to her uh, criminal trial, because that comes up next month. We return to San Francisco court for a criminal trial that begins on November the 3rd. So continue to pray for Sandra and our legal team as we continue to press forward to make sure that justice prevails in the criminal case and pray for our wisdom and our process as we move forward in the remaining time or aspect of this civil case now that the Supreme Court has declined to review the matter. For more information, go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash Sandra. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org.